Hello and welcome to the Piece of Cake podcast. I am your host, Becca Guy, and I'm here to talk to you about all things anti-diet and self-development and how to heal our relationship with food, exercise, and ultimately ourselves. I am a former binge eater and fitness obsessive turned anti-diet coach who self-healed my own relationship with food and fitness, and I hope that this podcast can help inspire you to start your own food freedom journey. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Piece of Cake Podcast. This is the second episode in which I want to be talking about what the essence of Piece of Cake is really all about, which is diet culture. What is wrong with diet culture? Um, why I believe we should ditch diets and what the evidence is out there that it's against our physical and our emotional health. I want to do that by talking about it in um a place from a place of kind of facts and the evidence that's out there but also to kind of give you an idea of how it felt for me at the start of the journey in ditching diets where I felt very resistant to ditching diets to where I am now a couple of years down the line so that's involved the process of intuitive eating um, alongside a, a few other things as well but so in this I want to kind of explain what intuitive eating is in a nutshell because I also know that that made no sense to me in the beginning I was like what intuitive eating like tell me the rules tell me tell me what I need to do what should I be eating what should I not be eating because I was still so stuck in diet mentality so if that's where you're at then just know that you're you know you're not alone that's so incredibly normal and also that really there is no perfect time to start this there's no perfect state to be in this position of deciding to ditch diets all it really takes is knowing that you're unhappy in your relationship with food. You're absolutely fed up of diets. Food's controlling your life. It's affecting your day-to-day -day activities and you, you want a way out. Then I believe that intuitive eating um, alongside personal growth and development, so a real holistic approach, is what's going to help us heal our relationship with food, which is healing our relationship with ourselves. So let's go diving in. So ditching diets, why would we want to ditch diets? Well, firstly, let's look at diet culture. And diet culture is this idea of the thinness ideal. It's this idea that if we lose weight, we will have happiness, we will be healthy, we will be attractive, we'll be successful, we'll be all them really good, juicy things that we all want in life. So, you know, the diet industry has done a really good job here, done a real number on us. And that's because you know, in order for it to sell its products, so all these weight loss products, in order for us to, to buy them products, we need to think that there is a, a good enough reason to lose weight. So it's tapped into all these things that we believe, all these things that we, we, we do value in life, such as our health and our happiness. And it's saying that losing weight using their products is going to give us that. But as you've maybe found as somebody who's here on this podcast, that this hasn't quite working for you. You know, why Why a diet's not working? And um, do you know the average person actually goes on up to 55, well, it's between 55 to 130 diets in a lifetime, which even at the lower end of the scale is crazy, isn't it? And why are we continually dieting or why they're not working for us? Well, the thing is that diet culture and the diet industry has really taken away our connection to ourselves. So it's uh, it stopped us from being able to tap into our innate hunger and fullness cues because these are, you know, biological functions in the body. If we didn't have them, then, you know, we'd go a week without eating and, you know, we'd be dead. It's 
it's it's that simple we've we've got these chemicals we've got neurotransmitters we've got hormones that are telling us that it's signaling to us when we are hungry and when we are full and we really lose track of all them when we're on a diet and we just lose track of trusting ourselves completely because diets are someone else who is telling us what we should eat when we should eat how we should eat how much we should eat basically controlling our whole relationship with food so it's really it's really destroyed our self-trust and it's really sad as well because we all think that it's it's us that's the problem we all think that it's our fault for not having the willpower to stick to a diet and you know maybe that's not been the diet for us so we'll find the right one for us and over time it just erodes our self-worth time and time again and then we get into this place where we're just completely lost around food um which is it's just absolutely heartbreaking but the stats out there you might have heard this one about the 90 percent, 95 percent of diets fail um a more accurate research is actually that 80 percent of diets fail within the first year and after five years most if not all of the weight is regained and that's come up in a bunch of different research out there as well um so already diets are failing it's not us that are failing it is the diets that are failing um so like i've said before we why are we on a diet if you ask yourself why you're on a diet is it because you believe that a diet is gonna make you more healthy is it because it'll make you feel happy in your body um maybe more attractive to um the opposite sex and it could be any of these different things but actually there are a lot of side effects to diets that um, are not good for our physical health. So if you look at weight cycling, yo-yo dieting, there is an association, a strong association with a bunch of different research out there, which suggests a higher mortality level. It suggests chronic inflammation, hypertension, so a high blood pressure, increased heart, re uh, heart disease risk uh, in lower weight individuals more specifically, and a higher risk of mental health issues overall. There's a bunch of different things there as well that we could discuss to do with side effects of diets. But I guess even if you just ask yourself what diets have done to you, what what diets have taken from you, what's the what have they taken from you in terms of the time, um, your headspace, your energy, um, your money, just just everything. It's 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 really quite crazy. Um, so if we look at the the real strong evidence out there that's discussing um, our weight to do with our health, because I know a lot of us will believe that uh, being skinnier is healthier because that's what we've been told. Um, and, and this approach isn't to say that there isn't any links between um, health risk factors and weight, but it tends to be that those factors are related to the lower end of the weight spectrum and the higher end of the weight spectrum. So if we look at these big bodies of research, um, which have been done on, well, the one in 2018, a study was on 3.6 million adults in the UK. Um, and they were studying, they looked at BMI, which is body mass index for anyone who doesn't know, it's a very rudimentary way of taking a measurement of someone's body, but it's not a measurement of someone's health. Um, have a I, I know that's a big topic to discuss so i don't want to talk about it too much in in this because otherwise this podcast will be hours and hours long um but have a little look do a little bit of research and you'll see that there is a lot of information out there which explains that that, that bmi is just a piece of shit basically but so these this study on the 3.6 million adults in the uk found that there was no difference in mortality between those at the lower end of the um, healthy range, which is 18.5 for anybody who's interested in numbers, and um, the start of the obese category, which is 30. 
And then there was a similar study of 2.9 million adults that found that the overweight category, which is 24.9, no, 25 to 29.9, um, they found that that category was the healthiest. So isn't it crazy that we're being taught that being skinny is all about our health when you know really health is about so many more things than just our weight and there are a lot of different things we have to consider um social determinants of health actually are what make up 70 percent of the length and quality of our lives so these are things like um access and quality of education access and quality of healthcare, and is a bunch of other factors in there but that's 70 percent of what actually affects our mortality and the quality of our life so we know we're discounting that when we're talking about it when diet culture is talking about it which is really sad and another fact that always blows my mind is that 70 percent of our genetics actually make up our weight and compare that to 80 percent that makes up our height and that's just crazy isn't it you know like we're not trying to we know we can't change our height maybe some people out there want to change their height but you know that you really can't so we're trying to manipulate something which is really built into us into a, into our dna um so it's it's incredibly incredibly sad but and just another one another kind of um bit of evidence that i wanted to point out was that there's been a it is a massive meta-analysis so a big um a big study of a bunch of different research that found that um found improvements in health independent of weight loss and these were by engaging in certain behaviors so the main behaviors that they looked at were eating five fruit and veg a day exercising regularly consuming alcohol in moderation and not smoking and if people are engaging in even just one of these that cut their disease risk in half and then if you're engaging um in in all of them then the disease risk is roughly the same across all bmis and that is just insane isn't it to think that that those four things which are the the fruit and veg the exercising regularly consuming alcohol in, in moderation and not smoking are actually what plays a much bigger um role in our health than were ever taught ever taught about so these are just a few of the different bits of research out there all the different kind of results from that and i just wanted to give you like a little bit of an idea because i know that we all kind of learn a bit differently and some people like to have the kind of the facts and the info there but i also know that some people out there might be thinking well like but what about me like how do i actually go from where i'm at now and how can i change like i know i didn't think i could change i sort of thought like i was stuck binge eating for the rest of my life um and so I wanted to kind of explain what I felt like a couple of years ago. So in a nutshell, a couple of years ago was when I discovered intuitive eating. And at that point, I was, I just felt like food was so controlling my life. It was controlling my life for a very long period before that, but I didn't really kind of realize it was just what I, what I did. But I got to this place where my binge eating, which had been going on for about eight years, a binge restrict cycle, um, which yeah my binge eating got so much worse it was starting off with a couple of days a week back you know seven eight years prior and it was becoming four five six days a week and even if i wasn't binge eating i was feeling this real strong compulsion to just eat at the end of the day in particular you know really at the end of the night if anybody can relate to them kind of evening cravings that you get and you know i've been good all day but it's because i was restricting all day um and I got to this place where I was just really unhappy. I was putting on weight. I was still exercising, but my binge eating was getting out of control. And I just felt really lost and I felt stressed about it all the time. So I found intuitive eating and I would, you know, I would try anything at this point. 
So this is what I did. I, I listened to a podcast, heard about intuitive eating and thought, cool, yeah, if that fixes my binge eating, then I can lose weight. So I was still approaching it from a place of weight loss. So again, like I said at the start, don't feel like you have to have everything sorted and really fully agree with the whole process of ditching diets. It's it's really about getting to know where you're at right now um, and, you know, knowing that you want to change that. And this is a, a, just a really great way to do it. So, so yeah, I started intuitive eating, but prior to that, you know, I was in this place of just oh, constant food guilt. I would freak out with spontaneous food situations such as a meal out or maybe a family member impromptly came around and that then meant I couldn't go to my gym session because I planned my gym session then um and you know if you haven't listened to the first podcast I didn't have love I wouldn't allow love in my life for years with the irony of the fact that I started the whole process of losing weight because I didn't feel attractive so (laughs) go figure that but but yeah so a constant state of anxiety and stress which which felt normal you know, that's kind of felt like what it was, but I was, I was done with it by this point because I just met my boyfriend and I wanted to just fully lean into this and yeah, just, just finally done. And I'm a couple of years down the line now and in a nutshell, what has changed is that pretty much straight away through the process, I'll talk a little bit about intuitive eating in a second, but I, my binge eating stopped. That's not to say that it will work the same for everybody, but it, it did for me. And right then I was like, oh, you know, there is something to this. There is something to this whole kind of allowing yourself to eat all foods. Um, but I was still, still kind of, you know, controlling my exercise. I had a lot of rules around exercise, which maybe some of you can relate to. I, I felt like I had to train intensely four, five, six days a week. Um, and that certain forms of exercise were more valid than another because it was really all about the exercise that was going to burn the most calories, which, you know, Oh, where I'm at now, I honestly, to to be where I'm at now, sometimes it's crazy to think back of, of where I was. Um, and, you know, we've really got to lean into gratitude, haven't we? But that's a separate thing. Um, so, yeah, I now I don't have food guilt. I allow myself to eat all foods. I listen to my hunger and fullness cues. Um, I found other coping mechanisms for, emo- for my emotions because a lot of the time, we are using food as a coping mechanism to um, to fulfill an unmet need. So there's a lot of kind of um, deep healing work we we do on this process. Not to put you off, but it, it genuinely is. It's so rewarding and life changing. I, I wouldn't do. I honestly, this is this has changed my life so much. Um, I can go for a spontaneous meal out and not freak out. I can. Or another thing I used to do is I I'd be like, we're going out for a meal, or we're going out for cake, and it'd be like, right, okay, well today's a bad day. I'm just going to go mental and eat and eat and eat, and then we'd get back from a meal or this you know lunch out, and then the rest of the day I would just binge, and now I can go out and go, you know what? Yeah, I fancy the cake. I'll have a slice of cake, and then I don't even think about it again. I can keep chocolate crisps um cakes everything in the cupboard and not be constantly thinking about it and constantly trying to stop myself from eating it so that's where I've come from but like I said in the beginning you know I I didn't I didn't want to ditch diets I still wanted to lose weight and I and I still have fears that come up about about weight gain um these are things that we have to be really kind to ourselves about because we've been conditioned our whole lives to believe that that is right but I now know it isn't I now know how I feel in my mind I now know um that it, it isn't a reflection of my health my weight and all I can really say is trust the process it's 
it's difficult yeah it's difficult but like fully trust the process because what you get from it is so much more freedom and fulfillment and i would just love that for everybody so let's talk quickly about intuitive eating before i dive into what the top tips are that i want to give you in order to start your own journey so intuitive eating the way it's sort of described is that it's all about developing interceptive awareness so this awareness of, of what's going on in our body which still is like what on earth does that mean i know i i thought this i was like well well tell me actually what that means but the way i like to describe intuitive eating is that it's an anti-diet approach so say a diet tells you that you should be eating this many calories or counting calories or whatever it is to do with monitoring your calories intuitive eating doesn't do that you don't use food trackers you don't count your calories you lean into your hunger and fullness cues which you know can take a while to develop but that's that's the overall aim there um it will be telling you that you should be restricting certain foods, not eating certain foods. Some foods are good, some foods are bad. Intuitive eating talks about all foods being equal and also not just the importance of listening to your hunger and fullness, but being satisfied. Because if you are not satisfied with food, you are more likely to end up overeating, or should I say, eating past uncomfortable fullness on them foods. Um, and it doesn't mean that we're discounting nutrition though i must say that is one of the principles there are 10 principles to intuitive eating they're not rules they're principles but really in nutrition is considered but we it's weighted to be considered until later down the line because if you are leaning a lot into these nutrition ideas in the beginning then it can still kind of lead into a diet mentality of i should be eating this i shouldn't be eating this and we have to make sure we've healed all that part of ourselves before we look into nutrition and you know this whole process was created by dietitians who are experts in nutrition so you know you've got to believe them that it's working so some of the actual research out there that um, is on intuitive eating shows that people who are intuitive eaters feel an improved body satisfaction and life satisfaction they have um, a psychological hardiness so this resilience great emotion motivation to exercise with when there's an emphasis on on exercise for enjoyment um, positive emotional functioning lower chance of binge eating or low self-esteem body dissatisfaction um, lower disordered eating depressive symptoms also improved uh, levels of blood glucose and hdl cholesterol which is you know in inverted commas the good cholesterol so already it's seeing you can see there that that's improving our physical and mental health and actually what we believe that losing weight and being on a diet should be giving us which is just crazy isn't it but um but yeah so there's 10 principles to it and for anyone who well, i'll talk about this way more at some other point but um to give you an idea of some of them and like what it is to expect from the process is that we're looking at uh, working out where our food rules come from our food beliefs and breaking them down so these could be like um i can't eat carbs after 7 p.m or um i'm i can't eat chocolate because it's bad for me and i'm i can't eat it and then i'll just binge on it you know that's why i don't eat it as well um so we'll be looking at breaking all these things down giving ourselves this unconditional permission to eat whatever it is we want which i know sounds crazy but it's it's really all about trusting this process because it works it's really all about uncomplicating food um, some other things that we do, we're learning to connect to our hunger and fullness cues. Um, we are leaning into exercise for enjoyment and the importance of that. Exercise for enjoyment, not weight loss. Ooh, I just did a little burp. Excuse me. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's there's so many different principles in there. Well, there's 10 actually, but um, they don't have to be 
taken at the same pace it's different for everybody and it's really all about owning your journey and becoming aware of your history how you feel in your body and it's really about connecting to ourselves so i know that it's hard to explain intuitive eating but all i would really say about it is to trust the process and take it slow when you are ready to start that if that's something that you want to do so on to my top six tips on how to start your own uh, journey towards food freedom so my first one which i think is really just please don't skip this step it's so important and it is about getting clear on our reasons why for doing this why why we're doing this and what i mean by that is yeah we might be thinking i want to um i want to ditch diets because i you know i just i just feel crap i'm fed up with diets that's that's really great um and completely valid but if you can go deeper, what have diets taken from you? So for me, it was it was that I was I was wanting to control everything to do with my friends and family. I was feeling like I was lacking spontaneity in life. I felt I couldn't couldn't bring love in my life because I was worried about that affecting my food and exercise schedule. Um, I wanted to be able to enjoy my favorite foods and not binge eat. You know, get to the real kind of pain points, the real specific ones there. Write them down, keep a note of them and, you know, keep revisiting them. Maybe you'll add more to them and maybe not. But it's just so you can have that that foundation there upon which to start the journey because thoughts of dieting will come up. You know, it's completely natural. We've been dieting all our lives. So, of course, they do. But if you have your real painful reasons why there that you can just look at at any point then this can really help you stick true to to why you were doing this the tip number two would be to start exploring the whole world of ditching diets exploring intuitive eating um exploring body acceptance respect so look at books podcasts social media accounts um and really dive into it because what i'm giving you here is a, a real in a nutshell kind of situation um it's a very brief introduction but there is so much research out there and you know if you're somebody who likes the research go out there and do the research if you're somebody who's wanting to just find out how it's impacted um on other people's lives then get on there and change up your social media feed because it's amazing there are so many people out there when you start looking start searching for anti-diet intuitive eating ditching diets food freedom there's a load of different things that you can do on there. Um, I mean, have a look on my social media and see who I follow because literally my social media feed, especially on Instagram, just looks like people who are finding food freedom. And it is so different from when I used to have this one that was full of um, people who were in the Fitspo world, which I always found so weird saying Fitspo. You see it written down and it just sounds weird saying it, but this kind of fit inspiration. <laughs> just sounds like a little granny there. Fit inspiration, hashtag on uh, Instagram but yeah you can change it and you can basically once you start doing that you were you were just changing what your brain is seeing you're seeing this diversity which is which is actually normal so I like to see it as normalizing your social media feed so that's tip number two is to to really dive into this and explore it all um tip number three I've just realized I've been talking about it which is all about changing what we consume so look at even just the social media channels that you mean looking at and really look at um whether people might be kind of talking about uh, things in a bit of a pseudo diet way and what i mean by that is people might be talking about healthy eating they might be talking about 
cheat days, they might not be talking specifically about counting calories or food restriction, but there'll be these little rules that'll come in every now and again, or they'll be disguised as being something healthy, but really, really start looking for that. And, you know, on top of all that, don't, don't be following accounts that make you feel crap. If something makes you feel like crap, then unfollow it. You maybe don't know why, but just don't. And and see, this is a great opportunity, like I said, to add all these different anti-diet approach accounts, but also to think about what it is that you actually enjoy. Like, you know, what is it that you maybe wanted to do? So maybe you want to explore scuba diving. Maybe you want to look at other travel accounts, like start adding all them and all the different things that you enjoy because it's very easy for us to get really kind of obsessed with this approach because we're still stuck in a bit of a diet mentality of like, you know, this is how we do, we go all in and then we focus extremely on our diet. And because we're unhappy in our relationship with food, we want change straight away. But don't forget that there is so much more to you than this. So explore what it is that you love and what you value in life. So my fourth tip is to create a feel good list, a self care list. And what this is, is, um, writing down a list of all the things that make you feel good maybe that is um dancing maybe that's kind of watching some funny videos maybe it's having a bath maybe it's reading but like write a list of all the things that you enjoy and ensure that you do them and try and just even if it's just beginning with one a day even if you've just got five minutes a day really lean into that you're showing yourself the importance of of you of being able to prioritize yourself this helps you get into a much um, more positive state and you'll i know it, you won't notice it really in the beginning maybe but over time you'll realize you'll look back and you'll be like wow i actually feel so much better because i'm doing these things that i enjoy um so it's really important to not forget to live in the moment and live as we are now and look after ourselves number five this is about ditching the tools so take this one slow but this is looking at ditching the weighing scales ditching the fitness trackers ditching my fitness pal <sighs> that was a, a a real friend of mine for a long period of time a pal if you will but uh but now it is not it is an enemy but you know i'm really grateful for where it's got me to but uh yeah so take this slow because i know that can be really scary in the beginning but all these tools are doing is they're taking them as us away from ourselves and what we know inside of us there's something else telling us what we need to do and that ain't right so look at ditching these but again take it slow and number six would be to to engage in connecting to yourself so what i mean by this is that what's really important about intuitive eating about healing our relationship with food is that we're healing our relationship with ourselves so we need to become aware of what is going on inside and the way that we can do this is through um, meditations, affirmations, journaling is one of my absolute favorite things. Um, starting journaling has, has just been, it's absolutely changed my life because I now can go to, it's like my little therapy. If I feel like something's not right in my brain, I, I just journal how I feel. But maybe if you're wanting to start journaling, just, um, just take a couple of minutes each day, a couple of minutes each day, maybe in, in the morning and the evening, write down how you're feeling, write down some things that you feel grateful for. Gratitude is another really big thing to do here as well. Um, and <clears throat> look at maybe like in the morning, what would I like to achieve today? How can I make today great? And in the evening, you can look back and think, okay, how do I feel today? What could I maybe improve on, you know, from a place of kindness? Um, and what have I done that's good today? You know, it's, uh, it's really all about connecting to ourselves. So 
really look at that as well. That could be incorporated into your feel good list as well. But what I really want to highlight here is that the approach to healing our relationship with food um, is a real holistic approach to healing. And that is what I firmly believe because that's what worked for me. Intuitive eating alone, although it does include these, these different aspects of self-awareness tools, wasn't enough. What, what worked for me is the combination with personal growth and development. And I've known this from a lot of other people as well who do the same thing. So yeah, uh, you're probably thinking, why are there not more definite kind of rules that you're giving me in this in this sixth beginning list? But it's because these are re a really great foundation. These are the foundations that we need in order to then start doing the more intense work of intuitive eating. So look at these, take them slow um, and, you know, see it as fun. And it's so we re get really bogged down in this whole process because we're unhappy in our relationship with food. Absolutely. But that does not mean that we, we can't live and enjoy our life the way it is now. So please, please, please make sure that you are doing that. So this is kind of wrapping up the podcast number two. Um, so, so yeah, thank you very much for listening. I hope you've got something from this. I'd love to hear from you if you want to drop me a message or anything on the social media, but really this is a podcast that is, probably good to come back to like I said there's a lot of information I hope that wasn't too much of an overload but um but yeah come back to it explore it yourself as well um and as always like I said you can always send me a message um there's also a free guide uh in link below uh which will be all about healing our relationship with food and fitness and where we begin on that journey so definitely feel free to check that out free download and um I will see you all next week bye bye Hey everybody, before you go, would you like a free guide on how to kickstart your own food freedom journey? This includes the ultimate journal practice to get started alongside 10 action steps that you can take right now, plus how to start your own intuitive eating journal. If so, check out the link in the show notes below to get this sent straight to your inbox. Thank you so much again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode and feel free to leave a review or come find me on Instagram and send me a DM if you have any questions or comments or anything you would like to be discussed on the show. I hope you have a great day and see you next week.